Hi, and welcome back. This is season two, Squirrel Two. Yes, it's another squirrel episode, and I'm really super excited about this one because it was a year ago that I was actually given the title for this episode. One day, um, I really felt like the Lord put the title on my heart, so I wrote it down on a sticky note. It's been on my nightstand for about a year, almost exactly a year. And it's come to mind numerous times, and I actually have it written down in a journal too. I just want to pause for a minute and say, take time to write down the ideas that come to your mind, especially when you're like, where did that come from? You know it's not your own idea because it's probably from God. Oftentimes for me, that happens in the middle of the night, and so I keep my phone close by, and I will go to my notepad and start writing down ideas in the middle of the night. And it's really neat when those ideas start to come to fruition, which is what happened today. So I'm so excited to tell you about it. I'm going to go back to that day a year ago and tell you kind of what was what he had put on my mind. And then I'll fast forward to today and share with you the specific details of what I, what I believe he's put on my heart. So, okay, so it was a year ago. It, it's Red Ribbon Week. Uh, it was... It's Red Ribbon Week right now, and it was Red Ribbon Week a year ago. And I live for Red Ribbon Week. <laughs> Some of you know me, uh, know me well. I am all about dressing up. I love dress-up days. I am all about that. I've always been about that. So anyway, this particular day was pajama day, which is a great day because who doesn't love to just go to work in their pajamas and be comfy all day? Well, I was putting on my pajamas that day. They're these cute little leopard ones, um, long sleeve, just kind of like, just super cozy, super cozy, but sort of thin and a little bit clingy, flimsy, kind of clingy. And I need to stop real quick. If you are, uh, I know I have a couple of guy friends who listen to this. And so I just want to warn you, I'm going to share just a little bit TMI. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, warning you. It's not too bad, but just be forewarned. So anyway, I'm putting on my pajamas and I start walking around the bedroom and I can feel them clinging to me and just I feel jiggly. (laughs) And I'm like, I cannot be at school with all this um, jiggle. And so, which reminds me of a really funny story that I want to, that I want to share. I know I'm chasing another squirrel, but I have to share this. This is really funny. I think it was Morgan, my youngest, who said this to me. I was in the kitchen and I was walking around. This was years ago. She was little. And I stopped at the sink and she so seriously, like puzzling, asked me, how come, mama, how come when you stop, your butt keeps going? (laughs) How come when you stop, it keeps jiggling? I mean, out of the mouths of babes, right? Oh, my goodness. And then also, when I was pregnant with Morgan, Courtney asked me, sweet little precious child, asked me if I had a second baby in my leg. <laughs> so that'll just kind of give you an idea of, um, I'm, I'm, I've always had kind of thick legs. And my girls noticed it. And I was noticing it that morning. I was walking around just feeling like, okay, I can't do this. So I put on the greatest invention ever known to women. I put on some Spanx. I love Spanx. <laughs> and so I put those on and, and it did the trick, right? I, it instantly kind of took away that feeling of jiggly and, and, and flabbiness. So I, I got to thinking, I, it, it was, it, I really believe this was the Lord. 
I got to thinking how easy it was to just do that when really if I it was it was a quick fix, right? It was a temporary solution. It was a quick fix. I know that if I want to not have to wear Spanx and not be jiggly, I there are things I can do. I can do lunges, which I really don't enjoy. I can do squats. I can weight train. I can run and all these things, right? But that takes time. That takes effort. That takes energy, devotion, all that. And this is just quick, right? I can just pull these on and and I'm done. So it really got me to thinking about our our faith and our walk with the Lord, how many of us have oftentimes put on some spiritual spanks. <laughs> how many of us, our, our faith has been a little flabby at times and we want a quick fix and we just put on the, the spanks. We, want to, we don't want to go through the time, effort, and energy, all that, that it takes to have a, um, a fit, a fit, walk, right? A, a fit walk with the Lord. And it, it brought me back to just a couple, there were a couple things that came to my mind. Um, and that is, there are a couple little devotional books that I've had in the past. One is Jesus Calling. I think it's a great book. I think it's really helpful. But there was a season in my life when um, I just, that was about all I did. I would read my Jesus Calling for the day, and it would feel great, and I would check it off, and, you know, that was kind of what I was doing for that season, and it was not enough, and I definitely got spiritually flabby. My, my faith got flabby during that time. Um, there's been other times when I just haven't devoted the amount of time that it takes to developing my faith. I mean, we've all, we've all been through those stages, right? And sometimes it just feels good. Just like those spanks felt really good to just, it, it instantly made me feel good. Sometimes it feels good when we do those little things that are the quick fixes. Oh, I, I went to church this week. Oh, I read that devotion. Oh, I, you know, whatever, fill in the, fill in the blank. But if we really want a, a firm foundation, a strong faith, um, we can't, we have to be disciplined, right? Just like if I really wanted to have firm muscles and no, no jiggly legs, I need to do more than just pull on some spanks, right? So anyway, fast forward. Today, a year later, I pull on my pajamas. And by the way, I am still wearing the spanks <laughs> because I didn't do any of that other stuff to try to not have um, jiggly legs. So anyway, I'm still wearing the Spanx today, and it just hit me. God downloaded. It's like he just started downloading all these ideas for um, an episode, which is what you're listening to today. Finally, a year later, the title was given to me a year ago, Is Your Faith Flabby? Uh, today, I'm going to go ahead and share the things that he put on my heart. So here's here's what he had me do. He had me... Uh, list seven spiritual disciplines and a verse to go with each one and then just some little tidbits about them so it's it's not super planned so just bear with me I just have I have seven index cards here and I'm gonna walk through them talk through them 
each spiritual discipline, I'm going to give you a scripture that goes along with it, and then just some tidbits. But before I start, I do want to say, uh, as I was walking through these and writing them down and just kind of reflecting on them, I got to thinking, um, because this is sort of what I do, (laughs) I start looking at, reflecting at my, you know, on my own walk and journey and going, oh my gosh, I'm not good at that. Oh my gosh, I haven't done that. Oh my gosh. And I started doing that self-deprecatory thing that I can do and probably some of you can do. So I don't. I definitely don't want us to go there. What I what I really would like you to do as you're listening, and I did the same thing as I was writing it down, is I just took inventory. I thought about which of these spiritual disciplines am I um, excelling at right now? Where where am I disciplined? What have I what have I put into practice? So I identified those, and then at the same time, pick. I chose one for me, one that. I know I need to develop. I know that that muscle, that spiritual discipline or that muscle is needs to be a little a little stronger. So that that's what I'd like you to do as I read through these is don't beat yourself up and go, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Please don't do that. Please just listen with an open heart. In fact, I'm going to stop right now and just ask God to, um, I'm just going to pray for a minute. Lord, I am just so grateful for your Holy Spirit, and I pray your Holy Spirit would just rush in right now and speak to each person listening as I I talk through these disciplines um, that are so important to you, Lord, that are important in our relationship with you, God. As I walk through those, I pray, God, that you would bring um, to mind the one or two that you want each of us, each person listening, to develop, to focus on. There's no way we can do everything all the time perfectly. That is not, that's just, that's just not what you want for us, Lord. We know that. But we do know that um, there are areas that we all can improve in, God. Um, So I I just pray for each person listening that you would open their, their ears right now, open their hearts right now, And make it very, very clear what it is that you want um, each person listening to focus on. I thank you, Lord, for um, your Holy Spirit. And just please speak to each one of us right now, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so the first one, it's a no-brainer. I know you're going to know it before I even say it. (laughs) It's read the Bible. That is the most important spiritual discipline there is. And and I actually wrote down, I kind of put like a a fork. Like there's three, there's three parts to this in, in in from my experience. There's reading and studying the word. Not I mean, we can read it, but there's also studying, like going a little deeper. There's a difference between reading and studying. So reading and studying is one area. Journaling journaling after you've read this can be included in prayer too but I think like after you've read the word to be able to journal and process I know it's probably not in the bible that says we need to journal but it is I have said it before and I will say it again it is the most powerful powerful thing next to reading the word journaling for me it it's it's been life-changing and I've said this before 
if my, my house was on fire, the first thing I would grab before my family and my, my kitties, I would grab those journals because it is truly a, just a, a, a reflection of my, my walk with him. It's my conversations with him. It's everything that he's taught me. I, it, they're just precious to me. Okay. So reading, reading and studying the word, journaling, and then memorizing the word. That is something that is also life-changing. Um, God said, he tells us that his word doesn't return void. He also tells us that when we hide, we, we hide, the psalmist says, he has hidden his word in his heart so that he might not sin against the Lord. So the memorizing it is so powerful and it takes time. It's, it's something that, you know, takes time, but I will tell you it's worth it. It's worth it. So the first spiritual discipline is the word. Here's the verse I want to uh, read to you. It's from 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 through 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And that's the New Living Translation. So my my tips, what God, I felt, had me, wanted me to share with you is if you haven't done so already, just get yourself a really good Bible. Find a translation that you like uh, or a Bible app. I love the Bible apps. I don't think it replaces the actual book itself because there's something about turning those pages and hearing the pages turn and just seeing the words, the written word on the paper. But there are some good Bible apps and I would recommend the Blue Letter Bible app and then version. And I love those because you can see the word in different translations. So the, the apps are great, um, but again, doesn't replace the actual book. There's just something so special about just the Bible. And the other thing that is really important is to be, we all know this, this is just kind of a no-brainer, but we have to be intentional about setting aside time to be in the Word. If if we don't set, if we don't like make an appointment and actually plan to do it, it, it often doesn't happen, right? I mean, you, you this is, you've probably experienced this, right? So if that means getting up early, if that means setting your alarm early, if to me, morning, there's there's no better time to do it than, than the morning. It sets the tone for your day. It just It's not like your day goes better, but it helps you handle your days much better when you've spent that time with him. So I would recommend doing it first thing in the morning. I used to not be a morning person. I would stay up until like one in the morning. <laughs> that I was a night owl. But now I go to bed early so that I can get up early. And it is my favorite time of the day. And, you know, you've, you've probably heard it called quiet time. Um, it really should be quiet. I've tried to have time with the Lord when there's other stuff going on around the house and, and it just doesn't work. So definitely find a quiet space where it's just he, you know, you and him and um, be intentional. So, okay, so that's the word. The second one is prayer and Again, intentionality is key, obviously. Setting aside time. I just talked about this on the last episode, the prayer challenge one, just 
you know, setting time aside, getting on your knees occasionally if if you haven't done that, um, devoting time with another person, praying with your spouse or praying over your children. Or um, I, I've been setting my coworker and I have an alarm set for 1101 and every day that's our time to pray together. And we just pray, intercede, you know, for one another, for the, the school district and, and students and teachers. So anyway, just again, intentionality with prayer. And then also just a reminder that when we pray, it is a two-way conversation. Oftentimes we, you know, start talking to him and just, you know, pouring things out, but it's okay to just sit still. We don't like to do that in this country. It's okay to just sit still and be in his presence and listen, because oftentimes he wants to tell you what to pray about, right? We, he, we go in oftentimes with our own agendas, but he is interceding for us. The Holy Spirit intercedes and he wants to show us what to pray for and put people on our hearts. And if we're not still, it's not going to happen. We have to be so still to hear his voice and then to be able to, to pray for the people that he wants us to pray for. So that is prayer. That's number two. Number three is worship. Oh, did I say the verse? Hold on. I don't think I did. Ephesians 6, 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And that is the NIV. Okay, the third one is worship. And I know a lot of times when we hear that word, we just think of singing, right? Just singing and and praising, but it's not just that. We worship we all worship something, right? If we can worship God, we can worship other idols in our lives. Uh, worship is just who or what is the most important thing to you, right? And it's not just singing. Uh, we worship God with the, the way that we live our very lives, how, do, how we speak, what we watch, how we spend our time, how we spend our money. Uh, all, a lot of that says what's important shows what's important what the priorities are in our lives right is he the most important thing and um, worship so here's the verse ascribe to the lord the glory do his name bring an offering and come before him worship the lord in the splendor of his holiness so that's the third one is worship the fourth one is evangelism and i i just confess this one is one of the most difficult for me and one that I'm actually planning to uh, continue strengthening and focus. That's This is my focus one. Um, it's just not easy for me. And I don't know why. I think probably due to deep-rooted insecurity, people-pleasing, fear of people, what people think, and worried that I'm going to get it wrong, the whole perfectionistic side of me. You, you know, if you listen to my podcast, you heard me share the testimony about um, sharing with with Lisa, praying with Lisa for her to receive Christ, you know, that was, it was difficult for me. I don't know why, but anyway, so, um, I think what, what I really believe God is speaking right now to us is that we need to pray for opportunities to do this. We need to pray for opportunities and we need to be open to those opportunities 
And also remember that he, to trust him, to give us the words that he wants us to say when the time comes, like pray for opportunities, be alert. And then when the time comes, trust him that he's going to give you the words. But also one other thing is don't, I think I've, I've had this in the past where I've been treated as a project. <laughs> we don't want to treat people like projects. We want to build relationships with people and love on people. And God gives us a, a desire in our heart to share him with other people because we know how awesome having a relationship with him is. And we want that for everybody. We should want that for every person in our lives our friends, and our enemies. That's what we should want. God wants that. He says he would want that not one, not one would perish. He wants everybody to come to know him. So pray for opportunities. Trust him to give you the words. And then also share share your stories. Share your own stories, your own testimonies. That is such a huge, um, it just speaks volumes. All those seeds that, that we plant when we share our own stories and testimonies with others. So number four was evangelism. And number five is serving. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say the verse. This is First uh, Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I just love that. Okay, the fifth one is serving, and this, oftentimes we hear that word and we think of serving in the church, obviously, if you hopefully belong to a church, you are in some type of service there, some type of ministry, you know, equip, helping to equip, you know, the people around you, but also, basically, we should be serving wherever we go, in our, obviously, in our families, in our neighborhoods, at works. You know, wherever we go, we should have that heart of a servant, a servant's heart, because that's what Jesus did. And he wants, he's our perfect role model. He came to serve, not to be served. And so that should be our heart as well. Just being open and looking for those opportunities to serve those around us, um, you know, with, with, um, with the right heart. So here's, here's the verse. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And that's 1 Peter 4.10, the New Living Translation. Spiritual discipline number six is stewardship. Basically, that's just making wise use of our time and our money. And this becomes a lot easier when we realize that Every single thing that we have is from him. It all belongs to him. It came from him. It's for him. Our purpose in life is to use the things in our lives for his glory, just to serve other people and to glorify him. So it's much easier when we can grasp that reality or that concept that it's not ours to begin with, right? This stewarding, especially with our with our, our money, it. I feel like this one requires probably the most faith. It just because it's it's hard to it's hard to trust, you know, when you're looking at 
the the check register, you're looking at black and white and you're thinking, I don't know how this, I don't know how this is all going to work, right? But this is the one area that God says we can test him into. And yeah, so, all right, here's the verse. Remember this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I, I really look at tithing and giving as an act of worship. To me, that's what that is. It's saying, you are Lord of my life. I trust you. I'm, I believe that you will provide for me and Everything you've given me belongs to you, and I want to give back. And to me, this is also an act of worship. And that verse was 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. So the last one is probably has become one of my favorite ones. Um, The last spiritual discipline that I'm going to talk about is fasting. This fasting is abstinence from food for spiritual purposes. Now we've done, and I've, I've done, we've probably, a lot of us have done, um, media fast, like fasting from TV or fasting from, you know, social media, something like that. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not biblical fasting. I think that it's really important to do that. And I've, and I've done that, but that is not what this is. Biblical fasting is abstinence from food for a spiritual purpose. Like it's very intentional. Um, and in it, this is something fasting is expected of all believers. And it's actually mentioned in the Bible 77 times. We are supposed to do it for a purpose. Like it's not just do it to do it. Oh, I'm fasting. We do it for a purpose. We go into to a season of fasting and it, we don't have to complicate it. It can just be one meal. But when you do it, you are um, abstaining from that food and probably your stomach's going to growl. You're going to get hungry. And when it does, that is almost like a, a trigger to, re- to remind us of the, the thing that we're praying for. The, we're combining fasting with praying. It's not just I'm not going to eat, but it's I'm not going to eat so that I'm not distracted by the food, so that when these hunger pangs come up, it will remind me of the the thing that God has laid on my heart to fast for, the person that I'm fasting for, the thing that I'm fasting for. And I will say, oftentimes when I go into a season of fasting, I I think it might be one thing, and then God puts all these other things on my heart to pray for during that season of fasting. It is Truly one of the most exciting spiritual disciplines that I've experienced. And if you've never done it before, I would highly encourage you to try it. The first time I did it, it was before I went on a missions trip to Thailand. And I started out just thinking I would fast one meal. And then I got through a whole day. And let me tell you, you can you really hear from the Lord when you're fasting. It is incredible when you're fasting and praying. It's Like I said, it's not just fasting. You've got to combine it with prayer. But I, I went through that day, and it was just so amazing. And then I went through another day, and I ended up fasting for three days. I, I never thought that I could do that physically, and, and I did, and I wasn't hungry. It, I mean, 
not that I wasn't hungry, but I didn't, I didn't focus on the hunger because I was so in tune with what the Lord was speaking to me and all the things that he was teaching me and how he was preparing my heart for this trip that I just didn't think about it. And it, after a while, it just, I didn't even think about it at all. Um, I also like to combine pray, um, journaling with fasting and it's been, that's just been a really neat experience as well. And I had something else I wanted to say about fasting. What was it? I can't. Sorry, I can't remember. Well, let me read the verse. Matthew 6, 16. This is the New Living Translation. And when you fast, this is Jesus talking. He doesn't say if. (laughs) He says when. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth that this is the, this is the only, sorry, I I don't even have my glasses on. This is the only reward they will ever get. Fasting does bring rewards. It really does. It, It, honestly, it is one of the most rewarding spiritual disciplines. I just absolutely love it. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I would, I'm preparing uh, for a retreat that I'm going to do in January with some fellow sisters in Christ, and I wanted to begin the season of fasting to prepare and and just be praying for the women who will be attending, and I used to be able to fast. I went from being able to fast like three days to the longest fast I ever did was 10 days, and I I had to have, um, there were a couple tiny little meals in between, I think, like handfuls of almonds or, you know, a little apple or something like that, but I it was an amazing experience. That was the longest I could ever go. So I was really excited to start this time of fasting and praying for this retreat. And um, I went one day, one and a half days, and my body just revolted. And this has happened now a couple times where for whatever reason, my body is not happy right now when I fast. And so um, I'm I still want to fast, but I'm having to, it has to look different. And I think that's another thing. We have to be flexible and realistic. (laughs) We have to be realistic when it comes to all of this stuff, right? If you're a brand new mom and you're a mom of toddlers and young children, your quiet time is going to look different from somebody like me who is an empty nester. We have to be realistic with all of this. So do, like I said, and like I prayed for, do some inventory. Think about all of these disciplines. What are the ones that you know are you, you've developed, that you've devoted time to developing? And what are one, perhaps two, that you know God is tugging at your heart right now and asking you to develop a little more? So, all right, I don't know how long this has been. <laughs> it wasn't planned, so I'm, I hope and I'm not hope I'm not talking too long, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and end us in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, we come before you and thank you so much. Um, uh, <laughs> didn't know I was going to get emotional. Thank you that we can have a relationship with you, Lord, that you are real and you are um, somebody that we can talk to and walk to. You're not a set of rules. You're not a checklist to us, Lord. You are a real person. And when we spend time in your word, when we spend time praying, when we worship you, 
when we serve, when we fast. When we do these things, Lord, it isn't so that we can check these things off a list or so that we can make you proud of us, Lord. It's because when we do these things, you know that these are good for us because they draw us closer to you, Lord. And I'm, I, my heart is just for all of us, myself included, for all of us to just really take inventory and think about what it is you're calling us to do next, Lord. Help us to spend time with you. Help us to get quiet and still and reflect on all of these things. And show us, God, the one area that you want us to develop, the one area that needs to be strengthened, the one area that might be a little flabby. We trust you, Lord. We know your Holy Spirit is so powerful. We trust you to show us. We trust you to make it very crystal clear, the area that you want us to focus on. So we thank you in advance for showing us. We also thank you, Lord, for showing us what that looks like. We know that you'll give us step-by-step instructions for what to do next because that's who you are. You you wouldn't tell us to do these things if you didn't want to show us how to do it, if you weren't going to give us guidance. We thank you, God, for your guidance. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. You are awesome, and we love you so much. I pray all these things in the powerful, powerful name of Jesus. Amen.